0: Welcome to the Deal Analysis Workshop and we're going to talk about Fast CMA and the Tools for Deal Analyzer and Repair Estimator. The Fast CMA is our tool for estimating comps and we like it because you don't have to use a real estate agent in order to figure out comps quickly. Sometimes if you're on, working on a uh tight time frame you don't have time to wait for a couple hours or half a day or a day to get a comp from a real estate agent to know whether or not you can make a bid on that and um, also just if you have any questions just uh, let me know you can put it in the chat like you've been doing uh, so whenever you want to look up to do a comp, there's the address area right here. You can enter an address. If you know an MLS number, you can put that in. And if you are a portfolio owner of multiple properties, you could actually upload a spreadsheet and we will run a batch CMA for you to get a CMA over your entire portfolio. But we're going to focus on an address and I'm going to look at one that just came across. Oh, it's probably in this other email. This one just came across and this is from a wholesaler. And so let's see if they actually have an address in here. Um, oh, they don't have an address. Okay. Then we can't use this one. I thought we'd do a comp on a real property right away. So instead we'll go back here and we will take uh, let's do this one because I know that has stuff. So you go over here and you click look up. That looks up the address. If you see something like this, this is the number of times it's been listed on the MLS. And so if it has been listed whenever you click it, it will automatically come up with the year built and the number of square feet. And so we're going to change this because I want to see what it's at at 1350. And um, under property type, this is residential, so we're going to keep it residential. But if you're looking for commercial, multifamily, or just lots, you could search for those. And then the property type, you it automatically checks everything, but we I'm going to deselect it and I know this is only single family, so we're just going to search for other single families. Now this distance. Piece here. This is the standard comp, which is within, I think, a quarter mile, plus or minus 10 years on when it was built, plus or minus 20% on the square footage. And uh, there's something else. Oh, recency. How recent is it? Of course, we want to have something, we prefer something less than 90 days. Now, this particular area, we'll see if we get any under 90 days because things haven't sold as quickly in this area and then subdivision means it eliminates or it it doesn't take into account and prioritize the distance well actually it does it prioritizes distance it doesn't prioritize recency or plus or minus year build and square footage but it will be in the subdivision so you know that your um your property is going to be your comps are going to come from other property very close in the same area as where this is. If you wanted to customize it, you could customize it and go in here and just choose the single family. And then this is where you have plus or minus your build. You could change it to 25 or 10. You might want to go to 25 if it's a 1925 build and everything else in the neighborhood is in the 40s and 50s because once it gets that Old, it doesn't matter too much, and so you increase the year built to get better comps in that area. Uh, the square footage, if you want to narrow it down, you can narrow it down, or you can keep it at the 20%. And then the recency, if you wanted to do it just at 60 days, so you get the most recent comps, then you can do that, or go to 90. So all of these are configurable. We're just going to start with the standard distance and then you click find comparables and it shows you how many so if this said zero then you would know oh I don't want to run my CMA yet I want to go back and I want to go to custom and I want to change some parameters so I can get some comps but this one shows 12 sold 12 active 10 non-active 8 lease this is a really good area for comps and it will show right here on the screen now the starred yellow one is the subject property these are the comps in the neighborhood and if it's blue it means the computer has chosen it you notice the first four which are the most closely related they're very similar in year-built, very similar in size uh, three bedrooms, two baths, there's a two one, two three twos. this one's going to end up to be a three two um single story so everything is very close here if you wanted to take a look and see what the description is on mls you click that little plus sign and here are the public remarks for the mls and this is easy It's this is where i look for completely renovated um recently remodeled those are ones i'd want in my comp because when i'm completed with this one, it's going to be a renovated remodeled. So if I wanted to add these, I would just check that and check that. And that changes this comp price. The computer didn't check those for some reason. So I'm going to uncheck them and we're going to look at what the computer chose. So it chose this one because recency was 55 days. That's a pretty good recency. This is 165, 169. And this one is 99. So that's why it chose it. You notice this one's 350. You don't want to choose one that's 350 because that's over a year old. And once you finish your renovation, it's going to end up to be a year and a half since that comp was used, which is very outdated and the market will have changed drastically in that year and a half. So you try to keep it as close as possible. That's also why the computer didn't choose these because they're very old comps as well. So we I think these are pretty good comps. Then the next thing I do is I look at the price per square foot, see if there's any of them that are really down low, which this is the lowest one. So I would look at this and I'd go to the bottom and I'd read this description. Great opportunity, uh, close to parks. Says it's been completely renovated, so. That one just has a lower price per square foot for some reason. So then I might go in and I look at the photos and it, again, it shows. Blue, the ones that it chose so I can quickly scan over these photos and see, okay, that's a nice kitchen, nice shelves, nice appliances, nice floors. This one looks like something like mine would look when I'm done. Same thing with this one. We'll take a look. Where's the kitchen? There's the kitchen. Looks like granite. This also helps you evaluate how you want to finish your renovation in this area. It looks like they're putting in granite. They're putting in white cabinets. So that's something you would want to do with yours. Now this is the one that was a little lower price per square foot. You can see they don't have stainless steel. They have white appliances. Uh, does I can't Tell, but that doesn't look exactly like granite countertops. Doesn't look like newer uh, cabinets either. They don't look bad, but it doesn't look like my home's gonna look whenever it's finished. Also, it looks like maybe it's fiberglass tile. Maybe it's tile. It's hard to tell. Looks like tile on the countertop. So that one, I might say, you know, that's not exactly to the same level mine's gonna be. So I'm gonna uncheck that. As soon as I uncheck it, it takes it out of the ARV and it changes the price here. And so at this point, these are my good ARVs. These look like the houses that I want to have as comps. And so I'm anticipating that this house will sell for about $281,000 in this area. And if you click on here, You see, this is a little map of where all of these comps come from. If you were to see a comp up here, then you would know not to include that in your estimate because that's over a major freeway that could definitely have a different neighborhood than this is. These are fairly close. I'm pretty confident that these are going to be good comps for this area. It'd be better if we could use these two, but they're so old that we can't really use them uh the size of the lot is um it's shown here on the list and it can be a contributing factor for sure let's go back and see what these look like so the size of the lot here is 0.138 and let's see what ours are i'm going to make that smaller um it actually doesn't say too much here just less than half acre so sometimes it might show sometimes it doesn't actually none of these show the exact dimensions so I would imagine it's not so important here if you do want to find out more about that you could actually go to the listing and look some of these up on the MLS or Zillow or something and see if it says exactly how big that lot is but most of these i would anticipate are just small little residential lots. Then if you want to see what your competition is cuz we're anticipating we're going to sell it for 281, we want to see what's currently active. You can click on active right here and see what they're currently selling for in this area. So we'll go down here and again the computer has chosen a few for us to look at and we'll see the That 160, 185, 160, 177, 192, 191. So the average price per square foot is about 190. And then they're selling for 275, 235, 269. See how big they are 14, 13, 14. And then you look at these and you got three twos and that one's a little smaller that one's 211. so in looking at this the average is a little bit lower than the 281 so going into this i would probably say maybe to be conservative we would look at this arv at possibly around the 190. So if I I have a calculator on my other screen and you do 1350 times 190, 256 might be a conservative estimate going into it as to maybe what we could sell it for. And being more conservative on the front end allows you to make your offer more conservative and that way if it does end up selling for 281 then you're in good, good deal. If it doesn't and it's only down at 256 then you were priced right anyway and you still made money. Then if you look on this little button here, oh I'll show you this on the little map, if you wanted to change this and say I want to include this one you can bring this up for a quick little look and select it and it instantly changes your comp and it adds it to it and then if you said you don't you can just unselect it. So it's very quick to be able to do that you can also do that with the actives, or uh, maybe not. A, I have to be on that screen before I can do that, and do the same thing with that. See what that active is. Two fifty-eight active, thirteen hundred three two. So the two fifty-six is right in line with a conservative number. So that's good. Uh, then you can also see, what if I was going to keep this as a rental? What's the average rental rates in this area? Oh, there's a question. Sorry. Uh, if you can't find recently sold comps, do you then tend to base your comps on the active listings? You can, but at that point for an offer, I would probably do that. But then I would go and I would seek out a real estate agent for as a confirmation. Or if you're using a hard money lender, a lot of them will require an ARB, um, uh, what do they call it? ARB is it's not an assessment. It's a appraisal, ARV appraisal. And they'll come in and they'll give you an appraisal just to validate before they loan you the money and make sure it's all in line. And they may do that with you anyway, even if you get a comp from a real estate agent, just because they want to make sure that the, you're going into a good deal. So this is listing. So if you were going to hold this, you could figure you could get about $1,760 for rent on this. And so we'll keep that in mind for later on whenever we evaluate our ROI. And then non-actives, these are things that have been on the market but didn't sell. You can look and see. Sometimes they'll tell you why. Sometimes they won't. Um, I mean, none of them will really tell you why, but you can look at them and say, okay, that was on the market 228 days ago. It was on the market for 47 days, and then they just took it off. So I don't know what was going on with it. We would never know, but there, it just sort of gives you an idea. Like, probably shouldn't price it at 300000 216, 270 might be too high, too. But that's just edit information. Sometimes it's helpful, sometimes it's not. Sometimes you people want to use it as expired listings and go out and talk to the people, find out what's going on with it and if they want to sell after all. All right, and then you can do an investment summary this tells you what the offer price was on the MLS, if it's on the MLS, in this case we're going to say uh, we don't want to buy it for that, we want to buy it for that, that shows that we've got about a 53% discount and the rental index is 1.34 which means if you go with the 1% rule if you have a hundred if you buy it for 170,000 and you rent it for hundred and seven or 1,700, that's 1% of what you have into it, and therefore you should be able to cash flow that property. Now you can always cash flow, yeah, that gives you positive cash flow, and you can always have positive cash flow if you put more money down, yeah, but if you don't have any money down, then that's what the one percent rule is, and then if you want to share this report, you can click here and you can I'm going to take these off because oh, we keep that, and we're just going to do sold because we're just looking at what we want to maybe send a potential buyer for wholesaling, and this shows where we got our comps from shows what the comps are how they compare and not a lot more information because I unchecked all the other stuff but you can send that if you wanted pictures and stuff like that then you can keep that with pictures it takes a little bit longer Let's see, and your question is, based on your experience, what percent of the ARV are flippers looking to buy properties out here in Texas? I know that most go for 70 minus repairs. That is the golden rule is 70 minus repairs. Um, The wholesalers are pricing them at 75 to 80 minus repairs. So that's why I don't buy from wholesalers most of the time because as soon as you start going above 70%, then you start increasing your risk and you start decreasing your profits. And so, keeping paying less than 70 minus repairs just assures you're gonna have a greater, lesser risk and a greater potential for profits. And this retail report, it just sort of goes through and says, this is the estimated active price. This is your estimated ARV, what the lease is so just another view any questions on any of this vast CMA stuff okay so the other piece like you said is how do you figure out what you need to repair so this is the five minute repair estimator rehab calculator it was developed in conjunction with renovation gurus over their vast experience And this is their rule of thumb with no major stuff. This is just cosmetic work. So if you have a house, and let's take this example, that is 1,350 square feet, then if I'm just wanting to rent it, I should expect to pay about $19,000 in repairs to get it rent ready. If I want to do mid-grade, which is just average fixtures and stuff like that, I figure about twenty-five thousand. If I want to go high-end, then I should figure about twenty-eight thousand. Now, if you have to do anything on the property, and you can go here, and I've already got the thirteen fifty in here. And if it needs a roof, you can click here and say yeah, it needs a roof, and it automatically puts that figure out there. But then it says if there's any other pitches, like instead of just front and back of the house, if there's gables or there's extra pitches, it's on it, it's a funky roof, you add $500 per pitch. And then foundation work, this is, again, just an estimate for the size. Um, electric work, same thing. If you don't need electric, then you go like that. Um, HVAC same thing and this also has a little comment this is for something that's under 1600 square feet but if you're over that for every 500 square feet you need to add $500 so it has these little notes here that help you figure out how to do it and once you use this a little bit you can go through and contextualize it to you maybe you're not getting as good a deal on foundations and so this price per square foot needs to go up to 325 then you can just edit this and put in 3.25 and now that changes your estimate oops 3325 that's that's a little extreme oh here there we go or maybe you can maybe you can't change this one but you can change this one yeah it says manual add in gray so you could change this a little bit also if you go down here to windows let's see if you can do this say it's 200 $200 a window because 150 is pretty cheap yeah you can change that and say you need 15 windows for the project and it automatically tells you and if you need exterior doors or garage doors Bathroom remodel stuff. If you need a new wall. You're gonna take out a wall and put in a beam. Add that. Baseboards, price per square foot. You've got hull off trash. A lot of people forget to estimate for your trash dumpsters. How many dumpsters you're gonna have over the life of the project? And change that. Uh, if you're gonna redo the kitchen, or you're not. The kitchen's okay. Take that out. And at the bottom it totals everything up from these three columns and then it adds 10 percent as your slush fund so total renovation is not forty thousand nine hundred three. so oh this is always for just making your offer this is not what you should rely on whenever you go forward so whenever you get it under contract the first thing you want to do is go out there and contact one to three contractors get their bid on it see what they say and make sure that it's in the ballpark if they say oh every one of them comes back at $45,000 then you need to renegotiate the contract or you just walk away and say i'm sorry if that's the most i can do is the arv minus repairs which i thought was 41 and now it's 45 so i'm just not going to be able to do this that makes sense? Oh yes, an itemized bid is exactly what you wanna do. This is just for making your offer so you can be in the ballpark. And then the other one is our ROI. This is the deal and the analyzer. And this has a lot of different places, but we'll start here. This is the deal. This is the purchase month so right now it says 10 we're going to say we purchase it in month three now put in the three so that's important because it uses what month you're purchasing it at as the starting point for estimating taxes estimating holding costs things like that and then you put in your after repair value we said okay our after repair value is going to be and then the list price let's say the list price is 132,000 tax assessed value i don't know what it was but we'll say 125,000 and the square footage was 1350 so here's your fix and flip rule 70% if you are wanting to take more risk you can change this to 71 73 80 whatever you want to do sometimes if you're doing rentals then that would be 80% but that's like right over here, loan to value 80%. Um, The estimated repairs, we estimated $41,000. Number of months to rehab. This is probably gonna take us, oh, three months. Utilities, we're figuring $100 a month. Maintenance, like cutting the grass or things like that are gonna take 25 bucks a month. Taxes, they're between two and three, two and two and a half percent and so if you notice this 781 is our holding cost. If we were to change this, actually if we were to change this to four months, that number goes up. So it automatically says this is how many months of taxes and this is based on the tax assessed value. So if you change the tax assessed value, That's going to change how much you pay in taxes as well. Now, one thing that some people get in trouble with is whenever they buy a house, maybe it was an elderly person, and they look at the tax rolls and show, oh, they only had to pay $500 a month. This is great. That isn't accurate because they may have, a, a I forget, an elderly rate fix or something like that. So whenever you buy it, you're not going to have that. So you need to figure out that two to two and a half percent on the taxes because they're immediately going to jump those taxes up and you're going to be paying the higher amount. You're not going to be paying that low amount. So then we look down here and we look at your hard money loan. What percentage are they going to loan? The 70% rule is what hard money lenders typically use. So that's the other reason to use that formula. If you go to 75 or 80, then you're going to have to put more money out of your pocket to get that, get this thing done. What type of down payment? Some hard money lenders require a down payment. Some don't. We're going to say it's 5% and your interest rate. Maybe it's 14, maybe it's 12. There we go. 12 or whatever. And how many months are you going to be paying your interest only loan? We have four that's calculated from the estimated rehab, which, I think. Let me change that. Yeah, it is. So really, if you think it's going to take three months for your rehab, then you want to figure an additional month to two months for selling it and getting it closed. So let's make this a five month deal total. It's going to change your holding costs and that's just going to give you the information so you're more conservative and then you look at your lender fees there's going to be processing or wire fees there's going to be BPO's or appraisal fees legal document preps other lender fees and there might be points involved this one has two points of points and so your total points costs and lender fees equal out to $4,700 then you have your closing costs on the front end if you said you're going to cover all the closing costs then you'll need to put that in here. Title insurance, things like that. These are estimates that are in here already, but as you do more, you'll understand more of what needs to be put in there. And then on the back end, if you're going to use a real estate agent to sell it, there's a 6% commission. And then there's title and insurance on the back end and other fees. So you get about $20,000 on the back end of fees. So this is your investment strategies return based on the information that you just put in over here. Yet if you're gonna pay all cash for this, then your return is 72% and your cash flow is fifty-four thousand dollars. If you're gonna fix and flip using a hard money lender, you're gonna only have about twenty-five thousand dollars out of pocket, but your return on investment of forty-one thousand is four hundred percent return. That's a great return on $24,000. If you're going to buy and hold this using all cash, you only have a 3% return. If you're going to refinance this, you're in the hole. So this is not a good one to hold as a rental. And this is where if you're going to do a rental, you can say, okay, rent ready repairs. We figured it'd be about $18,000. That makes it even worse. Um. Rule of thumb index, we want at least a 1.2. Gross rent income, $1,750 is what we said. Property taxes will keep that the same. Landlord insurance, HOA doesn't have one. Vacancy allowance, that could be 10%. And property management could be 10%, maintenance 5%. So, changing all of that, it doesn't look as bad because you have a greater income. You're only losing $2,700 a month. What a deal. But if you just go in and do a, only a long term finance, you're going to make a little bit cash flow. And that's assuming, yep. Let's see what, if I had to guess, what percentage of the AOV your investors use in terms of their holding costs. Didn't have, oh, um, you know I don't know exactly I always use something like this but you could figure it out I mean if you use this one time that would be, let's see We got a total holding cost see if it added it for me place I don't see it but 1350 plus 125 plus 500 plus 700 it's approximately 26 divided by Uh, Let's say 132,000, 2% maybe. That's probably a pretty reasonable 2% of the purchase price. I don't know. I might be a little more conservative, maybe 3%. So once you have all these things figured out, then you can go here and this shows you your quick offer 70% rule estimated arv offer should not be more than 138200 list price is 132000 therefore you are if you get it for 132 you're getting a decent deal as long as your assumptions are all correct um buy and hold you shouldn't pay more than one hundred twenty seven thousand eight hundred if it's one thirty two that's a little bit over your target so you'd want to go down a little bit and then these other tabs down here are just details this is just listing out all the details for the different strategies short-term finance buy and hold cash buy and hold refinance buy and hold long-term finance it just gives you the information. And this is a fix and flip cash. Then you go back here. All right. So that is how you utilize those tools. Do you have any other questions? Uh, it consists of the deal analysis suite. That's what we just talked about. Then you have the deal finding suite and you have the premium suite. And then we also have some on-demand skip tracing and the commercial suite. So deal analysis suite, that's what these are here. with CMAs, deal a day online classes. The deal finding suite is off market leads, which I'll show you in the next slide. County data finder. This is for people who want to focus on an area and do mass mailers to that area. They can, find all the houses in that area with the criteria that they're looking for. And then MLS deal finder allows you to go through and uh, find the deals on MLS that investors might be interested in based on discounts. And a simple way to say it is an MLS property comes on MLS. Our computer assigns a comp to it they look at the comp compared to the listing price sign a percentage discount say uh, listed a hundred thousand puts a comp at two hundred thousand it's going to show as a fifty percent discount that's something that a real estate investor would be interested in and so then it brings it to the forefront of the application and saying hey go look at this don't waste your time on ones that aren't don't have any discount because you probably can't make any money on it so that's quick in a nutshell what MLS deal finder does these are our off-market lead lists we have pre foreclosures appointment substitute trustee probates airships evictions divorce you can read them all lots and lots of lists so that you can find deals out there that are not on the MLS that are people who are have distressed properties that are looking to remedy their situation and if you're interested in a free 45-minute one-on-one training we can get you signed up for that and they'll go through all of these in more depth so that you can understand exactly what they do we also have online deal finding events where we take about an hour and a half and we go through each of these areas and we talk about them and we describe them stuff like that Uh, the off-market leads come monday through friday they're from court documents all of them you can find through the court but what our tool does is it minimizes your time to have to look for the leads we just send it to your inbox in a spreadsheet format and you can see it here let me just show you real quick Uh, these are our commercial leads it comes in this email this is for February and boom these are all the leads these happen to be pre-foreclosure if you want appointment of substitute trustee they're right here evictions liens tax sales loan modifications these are all distressed properties that may need somebody to purchase them uh mls deal finder we talked about that the county data finder you can sort by high equity homes in the plus or minus seven years, go by subdivision or zip code, look for absentee owners or out-of-state owners, whatever you wanna do for searching. Uh, Each of these lists individually could cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. We're all about giving you a great, great price. Uh, The off-market lead list is for everybody, anybody who wants to do it. Uh, This is our discounted price. This is a 40% discount off of list price. And even if you're starting out and you didn't want to do the whole DFW area, we'll sell just a county so that you can start and focus on just a county. And that way it says less per month for you at $48 a month. Our premium suite is for DFW as a whole. This gives you on-demand skip tracing. So everything that comes in the email uh we'll have phone numbers landlines or mobile email addresses and validates the addresses these are the lists that we skip trace with the premium for you and here i'll just pop in here i should have a premium up here Off market leads, premium off market leads let me go down to dfw probate and airship So these are the distressed houses and if I scroll over to the right you'll see that there are cell phone numbers here, there's regular phone numbers there, there's email addresses over here and so this is what we could find in our skip tracing. It tells you the relatives names. you want to contact a relative about it, their phone numbers, their email addresses. All kinds of information so you can make contact, you can talk to the homeowners or relatives and cut a deal. And if you're interested in the premium product, we discount it 50%. So it's $159 a month. So you can start with just a deal analysis suite, and then you if you go with deal finding, it includes deal analysis. And if you go to premium, and it includes all of this, but it has skip tracing as well. That is it in a nutshell. Any questions on any of that? All right. If you're interested in a one on one session, you can go here to the marketplace, request a demo, fill out the information, get a personalized 45 minute demonstration from our account managers and that will get set up in less than a week. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.